0: Hello and welcome. This podcast is a live documentary following the growth of an Omaha based arts organization, Kelly Commons. Following the transition of an ambitious arts startup to possibly a nonprofit cornerstone of the community, this podcast is covering the ins, outs, and what have yous as they happen. I'll admit that personally, I have really come to appreciate this space, its story, and the people behind it. And as a writer and producer covering developments day to day, I know how the story begins, but like you, I have no idea where it goes. Definitely relevant for anyone in the Omaha area and probably insightful for artists, entrepreneurs, or anyone interested in the backstage of creative business development, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Episode 1, The Other Oracle of Omaha. I guess the first question I'd have, I don't know how long it would take to answer this question, but what would you define Cali Commons to be at the moment?
1: (laughs) That is a tough question. It's uh, it's a creative community is the thing that we have had on the window for the longest period of time. And I think it's generic, but it kind of conveys what it is. It's just a place for creative folks to find community and to do cool stuff. Yeah, interact with the
0: public. So I know there have been oh. different versions. Hi. Hello. Hi. Do you want to continue this? Our conversation was cut short when have... Brianne Schuler with Energized Nonprofit Consulting arrived at Cali Commons for a meeting. But she wasn't interrupting. Admittedly, that was a lame question from me, especially as someone who has gotten to know Cali Commons over the last few years. It's hard to explain the organization, but easier to understand once you've been there. Like Brianne noticed.
2: How do you feel? Good. I, uh, I'm excited for you guys. I mean, when <laughs> it took another three-hour session for me to explain to my partners what you guys do, <laughs> but they were like, whoa. And I'm like, I know, right? You guys have this huge sea of like opportunity, and it's going to be really exciting to see like what happens on the flip side of that. I love the organicness of it because it's not usually where I'm coming from.
0: So, In six years, Cali Commons, a corner storefront in Omaha's Jocelyn Castle neighborhood, has been a home for many of the local creative community. It served as an installation space, a performance venue, workshop, office space, web development platform, and hub for multiple businesses. But it might be better known for what it's not. It's not a gallery profiting off of artists' sales. It's not a bar with an open mic night, and it's not an arts and crafts class. These are all popular and profitable models in Omaha, and Cali Commons has played with all of these roles at one point or another, but founders Luke Armstrong and Molly Nicklin have always had greater ambitions. The idea of being a little less establishment and a little more responsive? To give a better idea of their history, Cali Commons hosted a talk and Q&A to reintroduce themselves back in January 2019.
1: So, uh, Cali Commons started in 2013. Molly and I bought this place, we bought it originally to basically do performances, make paintings, that sort of thing. But we had too much space for just us. So we wanted to find a way to share these resources with other people. We were really interested in things like tiny homes and minimalism. So the idea of creating density in such a small space was really appealing to us. sharing things like saws and computers and presentation space. You know, it was kind of the basic vision initially. And we started having solo and group shows with community artists. It was fairly easy to get people interested in having a show. We didn't ask anything up front. We, I think, took 30% commission at the beginning. We had some really good shows, probably like $1,000 nights for some local small artists, which is a big deal but we also knew that that wasn't going to cut it as far as like making this place pay for itself so we did some other experiments too one of the other things that we were really interested in from the very beginning was collaboration molly and i have been painting together since well it's about 13 years ago um, and we really wanted to encourage other people to collaborate more often we did Simple things like events where um, you know, uh, families would come together or friend groups and make paintings together. Liz and some of the other folks who, who ran events here later did things like bath bomb making and uh, paper making and, and paper mache and uh, origami, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, and then we started a thing called Uncommon, which basically was each month we'd get together, we'd pair up two artists. They'd compete against each other and then they would work together to make a painting. So competition and collaboration uh, kind of juxtaposed directly with one another. So last year we officially started what we would call building a team. We, we, We wanted to expand beyond our control and start to attract members to drive this forward in lots of creative spaces besides just painting we brought in some uh, politicians, we brought in like uh, lots of different kinds of speakers, uh, lots of different kinds of maker events, and we'd like to build upon that going into this next year.
0: Moving beyond the gallery model, Kelly Commons opened its doors and resources to artists, innovators, and entrepreneurs in the community, encouraging collaborative work and inviting members to organize and host their own events. With the intent of keeping the business alive while providing an opportunity for creators to profit, Kelly Commons integrated itself with Omaha's entrepreneurs, opening office space for rent for businesses who shared a passion for the arts.
1: Uh, we never had any trouble renting out the offices, so we did that for a while. But then eventually, we got to a place where one company had all three offices. and it was providing really like sustaining revenue, but it was also clear that they weren't going to leave. And so even when we first started the office thing, it was like, well, it'd be cool if there was someone in here different every six months. And then that was just clearly not gonna happen. So we decided to take all the offices out of commission, like basically pull them back into being community resources, even though that was uh, absolutely against our um, like better financial outcome. Like we just, we needed to, we needed to test whether those resources would be better for our community. So, Who cares if we don't make money?
0: Renting out office space, Luke and Molly could sustain themselves as landlord and lady, but their more visceral needs would still be unfulfilled. Now they're inspired by Meow Wolf, not trying to compete with that massive project, but hoping to provide a similar, unrestricted and open space that Omaha artists might want.
1: So Meow Wolf is an artist collective out of Santa Fe, uh, New Mexico. They're not a nonprofit; that's not how they're set up, Um, but they basically create immersive experiences and through that, they fund their artists to um, work on those spaces. And their first space, The Due Return, they got some help from the Game of Thrones director and he helped them buy a bowling alley. But basically after their initial investment, it not only made enough money to to self-support, but it made like, I don't know, seven or eight million dollars in the first like couple months out. And it's since raised millions of dollars to uh, replicate, well, not replicate, but set up new immersive experiences in Denver, Las Vegas, and Washington,
0: D.C. A mini wolf might be the plan for Cali Commons Basement, currently a workshop, large but mostly unused. As of now, Cali Commons doors are open during the day for signed members using the space as a studio for their work. They're hosting small installations and workshops regularly. Commons has successfully established itself as a working, creative open space, and also a collaborative one. But it's still not the vision. There's still the responsibilities of supervision, and paperwork, and advertising. What were you thinking when you guys started here? Um, how much of the story did you have in mind? You know, How much of an idea was there of this being an open collaborative space, and the idea of the sort of people that would eventually come here? Was that an idea that you guys had? very clearly, or was it more of an open experiment? I'd say more of an open experiment.
1: Yeah, I think the the specifics of how the, the community leading things, we didn't necessarily conceive of that, but it was always about building a community of people who, yeah, kind of like formed a community around the space, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think early on it was just, more straightforward, like uh, co workers, and so which would be like independent creative folks, like designers and developers and writers, and just people who wanted to have gallery shows. That's really it initially. I think early on we didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but I think if you had asked us what's the best possible scenario for what it could be it would be something bigger than what it was in the beginning and more having to do with a tight-knit community, I think. Yeah, I think we started practical, but we knew we wanted to do something bigger than that. So I just don't think we knew exactly what that meant yet. Right, right.
0: Luke and Tamali have conferred with members and partners throughout their time on California Street, but their meeting with consultant Brienne marks a major step in deciding what Cali Commons will become. The first winter meeting was at the end of an already long day at work, and everyone was tired and a little sick, and I was hungry, and that's just how meetings would have to continue for the following weeks for creatives trying to stay on course. But the meeting got right to the point.
2: And have you decided you are gonna move forward as a nonprofit? You wanna finish nonprofit documents? Is is that gonna be one of the goals?
0: And that's the big question for Luke and Molly coming to this point in time. Cali Commons is currently a nonprofit, but not a 501c3, which carries some weight among community organizations in town. Omaha has a long tradition of supporting nonprofit causes, perhaps stemming from the Buffets and shareholders who nurse many essential and characterizing organizations, like the Medical Center, Opera, Ballet, and numerous visual art museums acclaimed in the region. Buffett is often called the Oracle of Omaha by national press, but in sport, Luke has suggested the possibility of Cali Commons becoming the other Oracle of Omaha.
2: I like that it has a story that's woven through.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pres- the rough outline of the story. So there's like an inside story, which I don't have yet, but the outside story is that it's particularly mm-hmm. supposed to um, bump into the Oracle of Omaha, which is Warren Buffett. So like it's supposed to create this like a little bit of like local dissonance (laughs) i like to cause just a little bit of trouble but not too much you shouldn't say that closer to the mic (laughs) i should say it closer to the mic yeah
0: (laughs) a little bit of trouble but not too much (laughs) (laughs) one concern about transition is the rule set that comes with it. it luke is an artist but also an inventor and tech developer roles that have always gone hand-in-hand at Cali Commons, but assets that must be separated when it comes to keeping a kosher nonprofit. Molly is also an artist, but holding down a full-time job with the Omaha public school system has been necessary for maintaining the business, the gallery space, and their home, which are all under the same roof. Luke, after working exclusively at Cali Commons and his other business, has taken a full-time job again for a tech developer in Lincoln, leaving the storefront mostly empty during the day. So, to answer that nonprofit question,
1: I think it's not critical for us, but uh, if <coughs> if if it seems like the best path forward, then we're more than happy to do that, although there there will be some obstacles in terms of like cleaning up the board like getting me yeah. on or off of things like because I, I I am for sure a problem so. And I might be, too, if we're mm-hmm. renting the space. My to, you thought has know. always
2: been you look more social enterprisey, and then maybe not going non-profit is the answer. So we we but are, like... You are, are you're just not... Tax right, tax yeah, tax. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think right now we're set up as a non-profit corporation, right? So, like, yeah. um, I think we could probably easily operate as a corporation that's intent is to be nonprofit, which is a potential light step towards a B corporation if we ever wanted to file the full paperwork to do that. But I think there's a lot of compliance layers that probably aren't going to be that important in the beginning. We can probably just say we intend to be not-for-profit, but we're not a tax-deductible organization.
0: At the end of the first meeting with Brienne, a three-phase plan was decided on. So
2: I... I'm kind of making mental notes. So if I see phase one is the committee formation and the formal handoff to a committee, really the first piece we need to do is compiling all of those stakeholders. So doing a stakeholder analysis and that might just look like us sitting there with post-it notes again and all of your databases and trying to figure out if there's any sort of commonality or groupings where we picture these people as creative vision these people as operations these people as and kind of seeing who you've got that potentially could be around the table and then coming up with a strategy about how we're engaging those people Mm -hmm. so I'd say that is kind of what's going to help launch phase one and then we can start making those asks and doing some meetings with those folks to kind of see what that looks like and and use that as forming and gelling those group groups however that sets up Then I would see phase two as more of the strategic planning, putting together operations, policies, procedures, and helping kind of that group formalize into what new Cali Commons looks like. And then that would launch into phase three, which would be okay. So now we know what we're doing, let's go grow.
0: Find a board, generate revenue, make art. There are obviously some variables ahead, but Breanne seemed confident that phase one of the new Cali Commons could be completed in the spring, in spite of the challenges to date.
2: Well, shoot! None of us could get healthy, and like it got cold. But you know what? I f- I feel this way about everything in my life right now. Like, if you can do it during this weather and this time of year, like think about how beautiful it's gonna be when spring gets here and summer, <laughs> and like this, you know. So, because my life force is like.
1: Right. It'll be much easier when Trump is impeached. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening. And like I said, this audio documentary is being produced as the story goes. You can support Cali Commons by visiting calicommons.com, following them on Facebook, or by stopping by the store at 518 North 40th Street in Omaha. And you can support this podcast by supporting Cali Commons.